Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get all the latest football headlines and bite-sized opinion in the brand new Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Join Mark Smith, Martin Gritton and a conveyor belt of guests as they dissect all the biggest stories in one small, perfectly formed package. Take five to ten minutes out of your day to stay up to date with everything that matters in football. Whether it's a big result from the night before, a new excuse from Jurgen Klopp, a shocker of a VAR decision or a new chapter in the ongoing Man United soap opera, we will cover it. All the latest news every weekday lunchtime on the Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Look for The Whistleblowers wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome Spurs fans around the world to another Spurs show. My name is Theo Delaney. I speak to you from North London. I have an esteemed panel of Spurs fans with me to pick the bones out of recent occurrences and to anticipate further disappointment. I mean, further uh, matches in the offing. Mm. Uh, welcome back, Eleanor. How are you, Eleanor Nicole? Um, Nicola. I'm- <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Other than Spurs putting me through a lot of stress, I'm all good. <laughs> good. I'm pleased to hear it, Eleanor. It's lovely to have you back. Mark Lucero is back. How are you, Mark? Hello, I'm fine, Theo. Haven't been on for age. I think I had a hissy fit on Facebook about 18 months ago. Oh. I haven't been that active. Um, anyway, good to be Hold back. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on. Well, I'll come back to that because that sounds fascinating. <laughs> Jar Wobble is here. How are you, Jar? Yeah, all the better for the uh, winner at the weekend. It's good. Yeah. It was in- yes, uh, a tonic for the troops, you might say. So uh, before we move on, I do need to get to the bottom of this. Mark, what do you mean you had a hissy? What, do you, what did you do? You've been suspended from the Spurs show. No, I wasn't, I wasn't suspended. It's just, um, and I was and I was dipping into Twitter at the time, and it was all coming. But early days of Conte, and it was oh. just, and it was just all all coming on top. And I so so I uh, I came out of the Spurs 
a Spurs show Facebook chat thingy. Oh, you resigned all. from the Facebook group. Yes. Well, so not officially. I just went no, and went just into stopped, stopped participating. Fair enough. I did that as well about 12 yes. years ago. I haven't yeah. been back since. <laughs> so fair dues. Well, let's have a look at what we've got to talk about because there's plenty going on. This is They're coming thick and fast, these games. And in the past week, we played a crucial Champions League game against Sporting Lisbon, followed by a tricky away fixture at Bournemouth. I'm inclined to talk about the Bournemouth game first because it's freshest in the mind. What an absolute sort of roller coaster. Well, it's not even a roller roller coasters go up and down. This one just went very, very far down and then, yeah. and then climbed all the way back up again. I mean, I watched it on a dodgy stream, so I was, I mean, that made it even more dramatic. Sometimes goals were going in, and I didn't even know about it. I'm scrambling <laughs> to get the bloody thing up and running. Every time I got back on, another goal had gone in. But what did you make of it? I mean, Eleanor, tell us, how did you watch it? So, yeah, I also dodgy streams. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, let's be honest, that first half was one of one of the worst performances I've seen. For about 50 minutes, I'll say, not even first half, for about 50 minutes, we were shocking. Shocking. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I haven't, like, Tottenham, for a while, we haven't played good football. We know this. For a while, we haven't played good football. But this was this was a new low, I felt. This was, like, another level. Um, yeah. Obviously, we did get back into the game um, with Hoybier, with that brilliant pass, Cess with a good finish, and then the corners. And, it, yeah, fine, we won the game, but... Yeah, I'm sure we're going to dig more more into the football, but I'm really not happy with the way we're playing and the sustainable yeah. way we're playing. But, you know, we, we got the three points, which is the main thing. As long as we get the three points, that's the main thing. But for me, I'm not enjoying the way we're playing. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, discontent amongst the fans about the way we're playing. And there seems to be a pattern emerging where the general consensus is he sends them out to be cautious and to yeah. not not be on the front foot, not to attack. And then what happens is that goes wrong because we've never been, Spurs historically have never been any good at that, sitting <laughs> back and soaking it up. So that goes wrong. And then he goes, all right, we better attack then. And when we attack everything, usually it didn't work yeah. out against Newcastle the other week because we, we ran out of time because they were wasting most of it. But I do wonder whether there's a flaw in this strategy. What do you think, Mark? Well, everyone was crying out for... But but I think Kulisevsky's injury just put the complete mockers on our plan for the season. I really... Because even if he didn't start and he came on on 70, he's a game-changer. And Richarlison, if it's the other way around, Richarlison would come on. He's just... He's a nuisance. And I just think his injury has, has, just, um, has just wrecked us. But having said that, we're third. A bit of people were screaming out to go, you know, you've got to go five in the middle, you've got to go five in the middle. And and then, okay, went, did against Frankfurt, we did the, you know, the subs and, and Basuma came on and we had five in the middle and it was, it was okay. And then Manu and, and uh, Newcastle all went pear shaped. Yeah. Yeah. So that and was that So, so what? Do we go back to three yeah. or what? What, yeah, what yeah. do we do? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Jar? Are you, have you had enough of this ball? This this Conti ball? No, I've not. It's very disappointing because I, I was at. I absolutely feared the worst when we lost at home last season to Brighton. I thought, here we go. As usual, yeah. we're going to fold. You know, we, we're yeah. going to. We come back so strong, and we and the Conti ball was very good. It was exciting. It was 
counter-attack football, but it was precision football with pace. Um, it was fantastic. And and Kulu, Kulusevsky was obviously a big part of that. He's a huge miss. Um, when you think that as well with Ricardison, you know, he, he in his own way, a big miss as well. Yeah. So that's got to be said. There's so many aspects to this. But how does that explain this this tame kind of these tame performances, you know. I mean, we were it was all four away to Man United. It was embarrassing, you know. Mm. And so you, you just know teams like West Ham will go. I mean, I said that before West Ham went to Old Trafford yesterday and make a better show of it than we did. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just know it, these big games. We, it's incredible. We we don't start with any belief. We look porous away to Arsenal. Shocking, you know. Against the, against the better teams, we, it's terrible. You know, yeah. and he, he starts to play what we he starts to play with the extra man in midfield, which I think most of us have wanted, and it looks promising at first, and then that looks woeful. And of course, then you you're lacking a bit up front. Son yeah. and Kane, yeah. we obviously rely far too much on them. You know, um, I guess with Conte, his attitude, you know, with a three-four-three, is it's all. It, you know, you can go on about formations all day long, but it's only as the players run. It's only it all depends if people follow the instructions out. I suppose from his yeah. point of view, and I guess it literally comes down how close people are in relation to one another for those systems to work or not work and where they are, you know, where they're supposed to be when we haven't got the ball, where they're supposed to be when we have got the ball. But it's not been working. And the incredible thing is we're still third in the league. At this point, you know, we're still top of our our group. What are we going to be like if we start playing? Yeah. In the lot. We have to strengthen. We have to go out and buy three new players in the window. What do, you th- what, what, what do you think we need then? You, have you got a clear idea of what we want? Clear uh, centre half, uh, a centre half, an attacking midfielder, somebody who, you know, maybe a box to box player. But, I mean, Madison would be perfect. And we need a, another striker. You know, we need so another you, striker. So you don't think we need uh, another right wing back? <laughs> well, it, well, you know what? We're going to get <clears> on to Spence. <laughs> Could you? We don't shop at Harrods for our players, as we all know. We've gone and got a guy that looked the best young right-sided, best wing back you could get in, and he's not getting a game, and that's all down to because it's not Conti signing, right? You know, you know. I, I happen to, you know, with these wing backs, they've we've been really lacking there. But it's crazy. Surely you're not going to go out and get yet another wing back when you've already got Perisic there, as well as Doherty. Emerson can't cross the ball, I must admit. Sess and your, you know, some games he's looked, he looked like he could do it, you know. He's got everything in his locker to, to play the way Conte would want to play. Yeah. I can't believe they're going to go out and buy yet another wing back, you know? The problem is that this system, it depends, uh, you know, you're right, it depends on players doing what they're told and being in the right place, but it also depends on the quality of the players, doesn't it? I mean, that, and, the, and, and the wing backs, you know, it'd be great to have a, a wing backs who could go past the man, you know, yeah, yeah. the man on when it's one-on-one on one and could cross the ball, you know, Perisic's about the only one who's got a ball. Well, exactly, Exactly, and I think for this system to really work well, that you you have to have that. And if you have, I agree that Spence looks like he could be that, but he's obviously not going to be it yet. 
yeah. because apart from everybody else, he's not being picked. But I mean, uh, I saw you nodding, Eleanor. You must think that you must agree that you think you, uh, right wing back is a is an essential need. <laughs> For me, yes, but you've also, yeah, 100%. For me, the first one we need to look at is a, a right wing back because if you're looking at the right hand side, solely just the right hand side, like forgetting Sess and Perisic, looking solely on the right hand side, you've got Doherty, you've got Royale, and then you've got Spence. Now, yeah, got to look at our manager, right? Number one, he wants experience, and number two, he doesn't want a creative midfielder. I do not agree with this, but he has said he doesn't want a creative midfielder. He wants all the creativity to come from the that's hence why. He didn't want Madison, apparently, according to reports. He didn't want Madison. And yeah. he didn't want Eric because he didn't want any creativity to come from the middle. He wants it all from the wing backs. But then you look at who he's picking and he's fielding players like Royale. And you're like, well, what? why didn't you want a creative midfielder if you're not going to play the young wing backs that we got? And you're going to play one of our worst wing backs, honestly, every time. And you're, you're, not, you're not buying anyone for that central position. So... I just think if we look at our manager, he's not going to want to create a midfielder. He just wants everything to come from the wing backs, which means we need a better cruster of the ball on that right hand side. And also, he never takes his man on and wins. Like he he never he never takes his man on. And I just feel like in terms of on that right hand side, you definitely need a better player on that side. Um, and just to touch on the football that um, John was saying, in terms of like from last season, the back end of last season, we were playing some great stuff. Like, you know, like you say, it was counter-attacking, but it was, it had pace, it had had intention, we were pressing. Um, I can't fathom what has happened this season, but this season, it is, it is shocking. And it is something, <laughs> we've got to remember what Tottenham are not supposed to be playing this kind of football. We're not known for this kind of stuff. In the last three years, yeah, you can say that. But what we're known for is to go at these teams no matter. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is he's choosing defensive players, defensive-minded formations, and we're not getting any better at defending. So it's yeah. like, what's going on? So yeah, well, yeah. that's why that's why I think the I think that you, you look at the team. You look at it, it, the team is all about playing on the break. Uh, the team is about having a really lethal attacking threat when we do break. And if you pick three from the four great attackers we've got, you're going to have that. But you've got to supply them. And as you say, in order to accommodate three strikers, he feels you have to have two defensive midfielders to shore it up for the for the for the back three, especially because the wing backs have to get forward. So the wing backs are critical. And at the moment, we we play this sort of uh, primarily defensive formation, but without the personnel. So we haven't got the wing backs. And, you know, Jar, you said we need a centre-half. I agree with that as well, because actually, if you look yeah. at the personnel in that back, back three, creaks a bit, doesn't it? I mean, well, my heart's in my mouth every time that, you know, <laughs> I, was the, I was at the Newcastle game, you know, with Dyer. You know, he, he was so clumsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know yeah. and you just think, you know, look at what, when you really want to build a successful team, the spine of the team is all important. Yes. You go out and you, by hook or by crook, money talks, and you go out and five mil centre off yeah. yeah. who can do it all, who can be a commanding presence defensively, win balls into the box in the air and all that, but can also bring the ball out. Yeah. And, you know, and and we need at any, at any, at any given time. We need set one at least one of the centre halves pushing up. It wasn't, but didn't we get Longley's stopgap because the right central defender wasn't available? 
Yeah, um, maybe, I think so, maybe yeah. he's that's in their plan. Yeah, that come. I'm not. I don't think the January window, but certainly next summer window, the right man will be available, and that's, yeah. that's why Longley's coming. Um, and, and on the right, on the right wing back position, um, I agree. Yeah, we've got three there, so you can't buy another one. But maybe a couple of them have got to be moved on. Oh someone yeah, moved yeah, on, and someone yeah. going out on loan. Yeah, and we get someone January window. Yeah. Um, I mean, the ideal scenario is, is he, Doherty moves on or goes back to Wolves. Uh, Romero goes back to Spain or uh, Royale, rather, not Romero. Definitely not Romero. No, Roy, no. Royale, Royale goes back to Spain. We keep Spence. And if he insists, Conte on him being the understudy, fine. We get that Hakimi in from Paris Saint-Germain that he worked with at Inter Milan, which we probably have to pay a lot of money for, but it'd be one of those signings where it makes total sense. And suddenly yeah, you're picking, yeah, yeah. you've got Hakimi and Spencer, the two on the right competing for that position. And then you'd probably put up with Sessignon and uh, Perisic for the rest of the season. And no, then we've got a doggy coming in. Yeah. And then ideally yeah. you'd get a, you'd get a, um, you know, you'd get a, a good centre half as well to augment that back three, because I mean, Dyer, I mean, he, on the one hand, you want him to succeed. Such a good man, you know, such a good Tottenham man. And he, he really gives it everything. And you want him to go to the World Cup and have a great World Cup. He just seems like a great bloke. But my God, he is so gaff prone and, and and unreliable. You do wonder what big what other big sides you get into. I mean, it's a lot easier to get in the, in the England team than it is to get in any of the big six teams. Isn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he, 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 for a while there... Even Sanchez last year, when he came in against Arsenal, yeah, looked great. Looked great. He looked yeah. really good. So yeah. they can do it. Even under, do you remember we played Man United with Mourinho? I think um, two or three years ago, and everyone we thought, oh, it was one of Mourinho's first games. We thought, well, that's it. We're, we're done for. And they both played really well. I think Dyer gave a penalty away in that game, right? But they both of them played really well. They played the, the two centre halves in a four yeah. back, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I have to say, with a centre half thing, I guess they try to get that Bastoni, you yeah. know, they yeah. try. But you think, well, trying's not good enough. You just have to go out and make it happen because I've noticed the narrative starts to change again. We finished last season in top four. Surely the next thing is to push on and to even challenge for the league. Yeah. If you don't go forward, you'll go backwards. But the narrative changes where Spurs fans have to be patient again, yeah? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, this is going to be the 23rd year of a transition. Of us being patient, transition yeah. season in a yeah. row. Yeah. But, I mean, to be fair to Conti, he said, I mean, you know, it's infuriating a bit when it comes from the ball, because as you say, been saying it for 23 years and they've never quite delivered. But with Conti, who knows what he's talking about, he said three windows. So I don't think he's just talking about the money. Certainly, it's an interesting point at the moment in in the whole narrative because Conti's not signing his new contract. And there was a good, there was a thing in the, I think it might have been the Athletic today, but certainly an authoritative source today said he's not interested in signing until he knows what they're going to spend, what they're actually going to do in January and the summer. And you got to respect him for that because a lot of managers take a long contract. And if it goes right, they're they're fine. And if it goes wrong, they get sacked for a lot of money. And he he hasn't done that. He's saying, look, I want so in a sense, Conti wants what we want. He wants that that mm-hmm. board to do 
to back him and to really be serious. It's exactly what you're talking about, Joe. He wants them to go out and spend the money necessary to make an actual difference. The same way. I, 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 suspect, I suspect he doesn't trust them. And yeah. I suspect Levy, as a lot of us, I'm sure, would agree with me, can be a bit of a tricky customer. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll not be entirely kind of clear what, what's going to happen, you know, yeah. that. And so you can't blame him in, in a way. In taking a stance like that, he's kind of representing our interests. You know, if you ask me, do I trust Conte at this point? I would say, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. You know, he's sensible. I liked his reaction to the defeat against Newcastle. You know, yeah. uh, you know, he's he quite patient. You know, he's not. He's no big dramas. He no. didn't cut the players off. I'm sure he was very angry with one or two of them, but yeah. he didn't humiliate them or, or throw them under the bus in a way. Mourinho probably would have done, you know. Yeah. So I trust him, but it's it's hard. It's a hard watch, isn't it, for all of us at the moment? And I didn't. I was full of optimism the start of this season, you know. Yeah. yeah. I want to add to this whole thing of like, oh, we should. I don't like this whole. We should be grateful Conte's here. No, we're Tottenham Hotspur. We're a big club. Number one. Number yeah. two. What what annoys me is that no one. Everyone's scared to question him. I'm sorry regardless if he didn't get his centre-back, we shouldn't be playing this bad, especially against teams like Bournemouth and players, teams like that. Let's let's stop giving excuses and start looking at where this football's coming from. There's a reason why we're playing like this and we can't just keep letting him get away with it because he didn't get a centre-back. Like, okay, you didn't get a centre-back. No one gets everything they want. You've got some players you wanted. Our team is better than what we're playing because we did it last season. How can you get better in terms of personnel and play worse? I have to look at someone because we have made additions so to that squad. Eleanor, what do you think the solution is? Do you think we should get rid of him? <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying we've got to Okay, rid of him. just checking. But what, what I am saying is if he's not going to sign a contract, to be honest, I think we need some stability. And this whole I'm not going to sign a contract and constant worry about where he's going. And every time he does a press conference, it's like, are you going to throw our club under the bus again? And yeah, he's mm. not throwing players under the bus. He's not doing exactly what Mourinho did, which is why I'm not advocating Conte out as much as advocate Mourinho out. But yeah. in my head, it's like, yeah, he's con- it's constantly a worry. It's always, oh, I don't know if Conte's going to stay. I don't know if he, um, you know, I don't like that. I, I want someone that's committed to my club and I don't want someone that if, if another club sacks their manager and has a better offer, you're going to come in. Yeah, so but- for me, not going to sign. And if, if you keep saying to him, sign the contract, then he's not going to sign. Say, okay, then in the summer, we're going to move on. Do you- really? I don't think his contract's nowhere near up yet, is it? It's the summer. It's up in the summer. There is an it's option. In, it's the up summer. in the summer. Yeah. I think I think the, the media are, are ramping it up a bit because yeah. there's no Harry Kane going to Man City now. The ridiculous son is going to Liverpool earlier in the week. And, mm. and it's just another, you know, we're big news. We're big news. I think because everyone hates us, I think we're, we're a big news um, topic. And, and for me, regarding Saturday, you know, he was the manager. We were 2 nil down. He made five substitutions. We had 19 corners and we come away with a victory. I'm happy. Yeah. But my question is, does he do those changes if um, if we're one nil down? Because a lot of the times, let's be honest, he hasn't changed the, the game if he feels like we can get back into it. Did well, maybe he learn. <laughs> We were two nil down and thought, oh, uh, we, we've lost the game anyway. Then he changed it because a lot of the times, when you look at times that we've been awful, he doesn't make a sub till the good 
80th minute. He doesn't change nothing. It's That was the first time that he's actually changed something and it worked. And he did it early. And that's what we've all been calling. Because a lot of the time, from before Saturday, I was saying he doesn't have a plan, a plan B. He doesn't have a plan B. It's option A. If option A don't work, we, we just sit there and let it happen. That well, was the- I think I think before possibly during regarding the injury situation, he's back to where we were um, last season. He's looking at the bench and uh, who is there? Who, uh, well, who is there? that but he made the changes that changed the game so there are people there to change the yeah, game yeah but he only made the changes this week because he was rotating so he left Dyer out and so he had Dyer to come on well but, Gil, Gil is emerging isn't he out of necessity yeah, because yes. of the injuries to Richarlison yeah, and, yes. and uh, Kuliszewski so that's something good isn't it yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah. looked up he's looked a bit of what we want I think yeah yeah and I thought Bentoncourt I'm starting to think Bentoncourt is is going to be he's unreal I mean, he is, just gets more. He just gets better and better, doesn't he? And he actually, I mean, it was he won the game for us, didn't he? With that incredible presence of mind, that that finish was uh, was not, was not just any old finish. How many times have we seen people lash at those kind of chances? And, and oh, no, he's, he's placed it, didn't he? Between, he's a top. He is a, I think he is a top top player. Yeah, but I think he had, he had to be rested. You know, all eyes on tomorrow. And now, yeah, yeah. hopefully, well, Benzema is relatively fresh. Yeah, exactly. And that's good. So actually, it's all mission accomplished. It's just the rather dramatic and uh, uh, scary way that it was. And you have to, you have to, Benson Kerr obviously understands exactly what Conti wants, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he follows instructions to the letter. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there is, I mean, you have to, you know, football's so strange. I mean, God knows at times why. You know, it's that I've normally got a very definite point of view on everything, especially with Tottenham. And this season, for the first time maybe ever, at this times I thought I really just don't know. I can't. Yeah. I, I've seen us not turn up for many, many years. I've seen Tottenham not turn up, especially away from home. Seen as we've all seen woeful performances. I've seen us fold. I remember seeing us fold against Derby in the FA Cup in nineteen seventy three when we were three one up. Um, half time and going great guns and folded and lost 5 3. Roger Davis got a hat trick, you know. This mm. season, I just found it after the end of last season completely perplexing. We, we first of all, the Chelsea game away, where you think, my God, for God's sake, put a tackle in, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, away to Man United, away to Arsenal, away to Arsenal. Yeah. Surely you can go out and be fired up and just really you know, close their space down quicker. Honestly, I don't get it. I don't get that, you know. Um, yeah, that seems to be a, almost part of his management is he doesn't like to get them emotional. He, it's like he doesn't want emotion. He wants co- complete control. And in those games, if you haven't got emotion, you can be pretty sure the other team's going to have it and they're going to use it against you. That's the trouble. That's the trouble. Against, obviously, he is not averse to letting other teams at times have a lot of the ball and take yeah. shots because yeah. most of the shots are from areas where they're not going to score. But, of course, that bothers me because you get situations where people like Parsi find the top corner yeah. or people like um, in Man United, it was it got the first goal. It was it was deflected, was it, Fred? Got the first goal for United. Um, deflected shot early in the first half, you know. You get deflections. Yeah, so so it's not a fail-safe plan game. at all. Yeah, it's not foolproof, that's for it's sure. game, yeah, you know. So I, I mean, don't but, know, but, you know, right now, you know, everything's down to this game tomorrow. We're unlucky because 
we know that we went through. Yes. Complete I was I looked at a list of some of the VAR decisions we've had against us. It's pretty heavy. I don't mean another top club has had the, the amount of decisions against them as we have. It's, we really. don't like the lot down the roads, they crowbar all the time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're nothing and they've they've not suffered the way we have. No way of no. knowing. But 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 I still can't get a definitive answer on it because lots of people are still saying it was the correct decision in the end, and other people well, are I mean, saying I looked at it today. You know, and, and you've got you've got a guy squaring the ball back. He's, he's putting it slightly back. You, if that was given, would there have been a tumult yeah. of of, of protest yeah. about? It? No, no, not one person would. Have. Their manager, even their gaffer, wouldn't have said a word. Right. Hardly anybody would say that shouldn't have been given. But, have, but, but I've, I've seen seasoned professionals say, I, you, that you're not offside if the ball is pulled back. And then, and then someone's checked and said, that is actually not a rule. It's just a rule that everyone always assumed existed. Did but you see the Rocky existed. Marsh quote? What did he say? <laughs> he said, I, I Played my entire career That's thinking right. yeah. I was yeah. behind a yeah. I was onside yeah. his entire career. Yeah, well, and that's the way that was. It's really bizarre because everybody's always thought that. Lots yeah. of goals have stood on that basis. You know, lots of yeah. offsides have not been given on that basis. And bloody VAR turns up and it's the Champions League and we just need that goal. Well, I think well, supposedly it's the ball um, must be. And they, they were saying that somehow, although the man was in front of him, the ball wasn't. But even that's for a start, <laughs> I don't think that's true, but the picture is yeah. not conclusive. So you, yeah. how can you give the decision when the picture is not conclusive? Yeah. Crazy, it's crazy. It's there to highlight clear and obvious errors by the ref. That's yeah. nowhere near a four error. You four yeah. minutes. Yeah. Well, let's have a quick break before we talk about the all-important uh, Champions League visit to Marseille. We'll just take a quick break. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By the way, our monthly live shows are up and running. You sign up and join us at season.spursshow.net. Uh, and on December the 20th, it's our Christmas show at the 100 Club. They're always great, the old Christmas parties at the 100 Club. And our special guest is Paul Robinson, England's number one. Tickets at billetto.co.uk or you click the ticket link in the description to this show. Uh, and as I say, our monthly shows are back and they will resume from January. Uh, they'll be the last Wednesday of each, each month from January. And we're going to start with Jerry Armstrong, who not only was a more than useful player for Tottenham, uh, several of the clubs and Northern Ireland, but a, a really uh, illustrious career as a broadcaster ever since. So that'll be good, I think, getting Jerry Armstrong to the meeting. Theo. That'll be at the Albany, yeah. yeah. Looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he was, he was having a journeyman career, and then he scored that in the 
92 World Cup and he went and had a very good career in Spain and, and then a very and he stayed there, I think. We could do with a battering ram like that up front at the moment, some of some of our games, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for premium content, by the way, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. And with Christmas around the corner, grab some Spurs show merchandise. We've got Peter Cook, Bob Marley, Bruce Forsyth, Emma Radicchanu, Adele, Paul Whitehouse. All of these people, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a lineup, what a five-a-side team. I've said it before I say it again. On the... Uh, We've got T-shirt designs featuring all of those people. Uh, we've also got Antonio Conte, Hyun Min Son. This week's guests are Chris Cowlin and Dave Edwards. Now, we have, uh, yeah, we, we speak to you on a Monday. Tomorrow night, we've got this, what, I, what you might call shit or bust mission to the velodrome in Marseille, one of the great sort of European uh, stadiums. I've been there. I've filmed there, actually, and I've seen England play there. And Marseille, I was in Marseille earlier in the year. It is a cauldron of a city. It's like a proper port, you know, where you get that atmosphere and a slight air of menace about it. It's a good, fun place. There's lots to do, lots of great restaurants and clubs and bars and stuff, but you, you need to watch yourself. So it'll be interesting tomorrow night. Uh, and it's a tricky assignment because Spurs need to get a point. And it's one of those games where if you look at the two teams on paper, Spurs should be comfortably superior. But if you look at the setting and the stakes and the context, you rather fear that anything could happen. You, does it worry you, Mark? They drew to all at the weekend against Strasbourg or in relegation position. They're laying fifth in the league. Before Strasbourg, they lost their three previous games. I mean, they're they're not on a good run. Yeah. But it's Tottenham. Yeah. I, I think we'll get the draw required. Right. So it's going to be uh, definitely. If we're going to get the draw, that that tells you that it's going to be absolutely excruciating until <laughs> the final whistle. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, El- Eleanor, are you concerned? I'm never I'm never confident going into any Spurs game. <laughs> right. right. Especially with um, this manager, eh? Oh, with the, yeah. With the way we're playing, yes. I'm not confident. But, right. yeah. I, I mean, the worry is, of course, that he goes out, even at the best of times, he goes out with a safety-first approach. And if we're actually after a point, you kind of think, well, he's going to go out and park the bus. So, and if he goes out and parts the bus with those yeah. defenders, Romero didn't train today, by the way, which is a worry. We were hoping he'd be back. He didn't train. Uh, neither did Richarlison or Kudashevsky. Mm. I mean, with those injury worries, Jar, I mean, I mean, can you see us going out and playing football? Or do you think he's going to go out and stodge the whole thing up and hope for the best? Well, some, you, you, sometimes, you, you know, come of the man, come of the hour. But, you know, so you're thinking someone like Gill or something. I'd like to see some, you know, some su- surprising selection from Conti at some point, you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you think, God, he's dropped Son and Gill's in or something, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I don't think there'll be any surprises. I'm hoping he'll put the extra man in midfield and they just try and keep it tight and catch them on the break. Um, well, you I know, think you, could, you can feel confident that's what he will do. Yeah, we haven't got it in us to to you know to, to, to play you know with three forwards. I don't think, or we haven't got the the, the, the personnel there 
So I guess he'll just keep it tight, you know, as tight as he can. And um, and try, you know, you might as well hit him with balls over the top with Son. I have to say, the group was it was a bit of a Europa League group. This group really, it was out of all the groups, it wasn't really like the Champions League group. You know, we we it was a good draw for us. But um, having said that, with all the teams, they're, they're not bad teams, but like no. Europa League teams. Um, but Marseille impressed me a little bit more than. Eintracht, Frankfurt, or Sporting Lisbon, just insofar, I thought they had a little bit more physicality about them when we played them at the lane. That was a tough old game. Yeah. It took, mm. it took up Edison and Rick Harlison, you know. Yeah. What bothers me, of course, they got a lot of ex-Arsenal personnel there, yes. you know. Yeah. You know, you could just imagine them, Arsenal fans, loving yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I'm, of course, <laughs> not, I'm not. Most of my friends wrote us off immediately. You know, immediately, um, the fact of having to go there. And I, can't, I think, come on, you can't throw the towel in as a club yet, quite yet. Surely no. we can go and get a point or win there. Come on, you know. Surely. I you mean, know. we should be. I mean, as I said, uh, we, if you just look at the. We, I mean, just look at the basic facts. Look at the money that's been spent on our squad compared to theirs. I mean, and that applies nearly always to the Premier League teams now in the Champions League. We absolutely should be able to go there. And get and come away with a point. We really should, if we, you know, if we were if we were looking for a win, we should, in theory, be able to go there and and win. But well, it's it's great. Our set pieces are looking better because we were. I think statistically, we're the worst at scoring from corners and all yeah. that. Um, we still need. I mean, I'd like to see Perisic get on the free kicks because even Sonny, you know, Kane. I don't want anywhere near a free kick again. <laughs> Son's not fantastic with him. Perisic's definitely worth a a go, you know. But I'd like to see us play tomorrow with a medium kind of low block. Not Don't sit too deep the way we did against United. Don't play too high, for God's sake. Play with the extra man in midfield, but don't but don't just sit back, you know. Keep possession, you know, try and work the ball forward, you know. Try and utilise set pieces, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and just be set. You know, let's, it's not going to be a comfortable 90 minutes. No. There's no way we're going to be two or three up at half-time. Not going to no, happen. No. You know, I mean, we the, the, be sitting on the edge of our seat, um, so, you know, in, yeah. in injury time, you know, probably unless unless they they could be two or three up by then. That wouldn't surprise oh, me either. Oh, Same oh, as the following game against Liverpool. Out of yeah. all the scenarios, a tight fault draw, um, you know, um, Maybe even Tottenham incredibly scrape a win, but you know Tottenham's not. You know we know we're not going to be talking Tottenham for Liverpool nil. Tottenham are not going to take them to the cleaners. They could take us to the cleaners. You know, so yeah, we well, know we'll, we'll talk about the Liverpool game in a in a know. subsequent in a subsequent show, which will be out later in the week. We'll talk specifically about the Liverpool game. The thing about this Marseille game that that occurs to me is that these games are so much about psychology, aren't they? And about how a team feels. And, and you said, Joe, that you felt that they, they had a certain physicality about them in that first game, Marseille, when they came to Tottenham and they were, they were a little bit unlucky in a way. They they probably could have come away with a point and no one would have complained too much in that first game, I think. And I think they'll know that and they'll have it in their minds that they'll fancy this. They'll fancy the chances. And they well, need to win, don't they, in order they, to go through. They've got through. to win. That's that's the other yeah. element that's in So it. I think if you're going to go out there 
and they've got the home advantage, which is considerable at a place like Marseille. It's a big cauldron of a stadium. They've got that feeling in their minds that they gave us a really good game on our own ground. Uh, and they've got this feeling maybe that Spurs are a bit cautious in their approach. So I think if Spurs go out and, and are passive and sort of just let them play, I think that might be a massive mistake. I mean, I'm not saying that Conti won't do that because that's what he tends to do. But I, I think if you go out and you let them play for 10 minutes, they're already feeling quite confident. They've got the crowd that'll get the crowd up if they've got loads of possession mm-hmm. and get a few shots in, even if they're long shots. I, I would be personally, do you know what I'd do? Not that, it, mm. not, not that it bloody matters. I would play three up and I'd play Gill from the start, which you which you hinted at, uh, Jar, because yeah. I think Hill looks like he's on the verge of a breakthrough. And I think he's so slippery and so tricky. And if you play the 3-4-3 three, three when it works, and we've seen it work, where you really do break very quickly. And the whole point of it, I think, is that if you've got three strikers, that really gives them a lot to worry about. Two strikers, one up, two up, yeah, if they're good, that's a problem. But if you've got three and you're suddenly breaking, there's three of them, the class of Kane and Son and this pace and extremely unpredictable skill of Gill, I think that that might be the way to arrest the initiative from them. But it's high risk and Conti's not a high risk man, is he? I think Hill's the... He's going to be chomping at the bit to play. Yeah, Brian Hill. This is re- really, is really his chance. Yeah, yeah, and it's a European game. You know, people have said, "Oh, I don't know. He's just not quite got the." But we've seen it millions of times. He's not really got the physical. He's not robust enough for the Premier League. It's a shame because in Spain he's a star. He's played yeah, for t- Spain. Totally, yeah, he's played for Spain when he was on loan there last year in uh, Valencia. He was an absolute star straight away, and he'd been a star before that. You know, at Seville. Is he any? Less, you know, robust than Modric. Look at Saka at yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. It's not massive, is it? No, no, absolutely. I agree. But I mean, yeah. maybe they think he's is more like he's he, he's easily. I don't know, discouraged. But he doesn't look that way to me. What are you going to say? Know, no, he gets he, he gets put down. He jumps up again. He's yeah. got a trick in him. But yeah. he, 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 he's a quick thinker. He's got yeah. quick feet. And he's yeah. got a football brain. And guess what? He can cross a ball. Yes. <laughs> he's class. He's top class. Uh, would you pick him, Eleanor? Yeah. I just feel like he hasn't... When we're talking about him overall, I don't think he's had a lot of the chances um, under the, the managers that we have had. He hasn't had a, a good amount of chances, I feel like. But I feel like he has shown his... He's got a lot of talent. We know that. He's got yeah. a lot of skill and ability I feel like he needs a bit more of a chance and I think we will see results I I like him as a player I think he's fun to watch I like a flair player like that I like for me that's what gets me up my seat those kind of players that that can do little tricks be a show a bit of personality on the ball and like I I like the way he he plays I mean like you say he's brilliant in Spain and you know I've, I've read a lot about him done some research on him I think he's done well over there I feel like Obviously, it takes time to migrate into a Premier League side, I understand. But I think he, he's a good option. He's a very good option to play against the team like Marseille. I feel like in that, if he plays well against Marseille, if we do pick him, and then we can start picking him more and more. Because I like yeah. him as a player. A lot of skill. Yeah. And he's got yeah. a, lot, a lot of more to give than what a lot of players that we do have have. Like, yeah. he's got a more, more like, will to go for it. Because he yeah. hasn't got the chance. 
takes the chances really well that he does have. And I think that it's good to see those sorts of young players getting through like Totally that. agree. He's got a lot to offer and he looks like a Spurs type of a player. Yeah. In fact, player. you know what? It's funny going there with a great young winger. It puts you in mind. I mean, he's a different type of player in many ways, but he is a player player who plays wide. Chris Waddle. And Chris Waddle, of course was a great player for Tottenham Hotspur and Marseille. Yeah. I wonder mm-hmm. he might well be there with the old uh, broadcasters, actually. Cause, and he can't walk down the street still in Marseille. You know, he's absolutely worshipped there. <laughs> so maybe this is Brian Kill's uh, Chris Waddle moment. Who knows? Listen, we're going to have a, a separate show later in the week to preview the massive, massive Liverpool game. But before uh, we go on this show, I have to. I'm obliged to make you make predictions for tomorrow night in Marseille. Don't laugh, Eleanor. You're not getting out of it. And in fact, you're going first. Lovely. <laughs> right. Despite all of that, I'm still going to go positive. Good, good. <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1, a painful 2-1 to us. I mean, by painful, I mean like a 90-second minute winner. <laughs> love That's it. I mean. But we, lo- we love a bit of limbs, and I think it will. It'll, I think we'll get through. Okay, good. I love- like that. What, what do you think, Mark? I think it'd be an even scarier one all. Because Ellen, oh. if we win if we win two one with a late winner, we're still through. I think it'd be a terrifying one all. <laughs> <laughs> ja? Oh, I'm afraid you know, my heart my heart will tell me two two, but I'm afraid my head's telling me three one to Marseille. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Oh my God! I <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got to be. I've never. I feel duty bound to always put a positive spin. It's the first time I've predicted <laughs> a negative result, but it feels good to do that because I feel like I'd rather everyone say how stupid you were. We've gone. <laughs> fun. Oh, yeah. You'd rather be proved by that's never won a bet in my life, by the way. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to say 2 2. It's going to be absolutely, I'll be tearing what's left of my air out. We'll all be in a terrible, exhausted state, and then we'll get a late equaliser just when we thought it was all over. And it'll just be awful until the end. And then we'll just, we can't, we won't believe it that we've gone through there. There's my prediction. So. Mark, Eleanor, Jar, thank you so much for joining me. I will be welcoming you back later in the week for the Liverpool preview. But uh, until then, this is Theo Delaney saying goodbye and come on you, Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.